0: to the MHC Law Podcast. Today I will be talking about artificial intelligence and the recently published EU proposals to regulate this area. The EU Parliament has adopted three reports outlining how it proposes to regulate artificial intelligence. These proposals are the first clear indication of what new AI laws are going to look like and everyone in this space doing business in the EU needs to sit up and take notice. In due course, these new laws will likely have a significant impact on not only the people and companies that create and develop this AI, including the likes of big tech, but also those who purchase AI tech to deploy in their own products and even those who use it in the delivery of their services, like hospitals, for instance. For the last two years, we have been tracking closely the progress of this EU regulation project and indeed have been advising clients on the potential impacts of the proposals. Now. The first of these three reports is really a law that will seek to manage and control those aspects of AI that make AI as it is, such as autonomy and adoptability. It sets out to tackle big themes and issues like how to ensure safety, transparency and accountability, prevent bias and discrimination, foster social and environmental responsibility, and ensure respect for fundamental rights. The second report proposes how we can manage the risk and harm that might be caused by AI The third relates to intellectual property rights and deals with issues like the intellectual property ownership of something entirely developed by an AI machine. The first two reports contain recommended draft legislation, which is expected to be published in Q1 2021. Now let's take a closer look at some of the key points in each of these reports. First up is the scope of these recommended laws, which is very broad and two things in particular are worth noting. First, the proposals apply to artificial intelligence, robotics, and related technologies, and each of these three items is defined. They broadly cover AI software and hardware systems, which is the artificial intelligence piece, physical machines with AI capability, which is the robotics piece, and other technologies such as those capable of detecting biometric, genetic, and other data. That's the related technologies piece. Secondly, regardless of where the AI was created or produced, If it is available on the market in the EU, it will be regulated. Now, not all types of AI will be significantly impacted. This brings us to the concept of high-risk AI, which is the real target of these recommended new laws. Indeed, this will be the threshold by which AI companies will need to measure their tech to see if it will be subject to these new wide-ranging rules. The definition of high-risk AI is quite long-winded and complex, can broadly be summarised as AI which is assessed on objective criteria to involve a significant risk of injury or harm that can be expected to occur to individuals or society in breach of rights. Really, only time will tell as to how that will be interpreted. However, the Annex to the Draft Regulation does provide some clear guidance on what high-risk AI does include. It calls out eight broad sectors that will be classed as high-risk, such as employment, transport and public sector. In addition, it calls out 14 broad categories of uses and purposes of AI, which will be classed as high risk. These include recruitment, medical treatments and procedures, automated driving, electoral processes and waste management. Given the broad scope, it's safe to assume that almost all AI developers and deployers will need to undertake some form of assessment to see if they fall within the risk criteria. So what happens if your AI is high risk? The proposal envisages mandatory compliance assessments for high-risk AI products and voluntary certificates of ethical compliance for those who want to apply. The process of certification is to be carried out locally at member state level by supervisory authorities. Essentially, high-risk AI will need to be certified for compliance before the product can go on the market. So how do we achieve certification of this high-risk ai six categories of obligations are set out in the draft proposal these include things like a guarantee of full human oversight a lack of bias and discrimination compliance with law principles and values to ensure against interference in elections or the dissemination of disinformation and environmental sustainability no fines for lack of compliance are yet proposed but anyone will have the right to seek redress for injury or harm caused by the development, deployment and use of high-risk AI. Now, what we have been speaking about up until now is a proposal for a new law for the regulation of AI based on those aspects of AI that are unique to AI and not currently regulated in the EU. Now we move on to the report regarding ex- changes to existing EU civil liability laws. The reason for this proposal is that the EU is of the view that current liability laws are not fit for purpose when it's dealing with AI. Existing law can be summarized at a very high level to focus on manufacturers. If something goes wrong with a product, the manufacturer is liable for the loss or the injury caused. This report contemplates the complexity of AI supply chains and the unique ability of AI products to act autonomously and adapt. It proposes a new regime for civil liability claims against operators of AI systems. This will catch not only the manufacturer, but also front-end operator who exercises a degree of control over a risk connected with the operation and functioning of the AI product. This means that those who license in AI tech for use on their consumer products or maybe medical devices could be liable for what goes wrong with their products and cannot simply look to the AI creator or manufacturer for cover. Now, one of the significant consequences detailed in the report is the proposal for a regime of strict liability for operators of high-risk AI systems. They will be strictly liable for any harm or damage that was caused by that AI system. So, if you are deploying third-party high-risk AI in your product and you do what is required to integrate that AI correctly, but a consumer is harmed by the use of that product, then you could be held liable along with the AI developer or manufacturer for the harm caused. This is a big change to the current law. Compliance with the proposal for deployment of high-risk AI will of course assist with mitigating that risk. In terms of compensation, the report proposes that there should be a maximum compensation of two million euro payable in case of death or harm to a person's physical health or integrity resulting from an operation of a high-risk AI system and a maximum of one million in the case of significant immaterial harm. So we're talking about things like uh, economic loss and damage to property. Rather surprisingly, the report proposes lengthy limitation periods, allowing claims to be brought up to 30 years after the event giving rise to the damage or harm. The 30-year limit is proposed to apply to claims concerning harm to life, health or physical integrity. It will be 10 years in the case of property damage and other types of monetary loss. That's where we're going to leave it on the detail. And if I could leave you with one thought, it would be this. The EU Parliament reports on AI are era-defining proposals for the regulation of AI. If you create or depend on AI for your business, we highly recommend you engage as soon as possible in this process to equip you and your teams with the knowledge that will allow your AI creation and deployment processes to adapt in a timely and considered manner. No one likes to be in a rush when it comes to matters like this. Thank you for listening and you can get details of all our podcasts and events at mhc.ie.